Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for joining me today here on the podcast. And I would love to hear a little bit about you and what's going on in your life right now. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm 31 years old um, and my husband and I have been together for about five years. We got married last August. So, you know, we talked a little bit about when we wanted to have kids, obviously, throughout our marriage. And um, we knew that after we got married, we wanted to do kind of one big trip um, before we would even start trying to have kids. So in June, we decided to go to Hawaii for two weeks with another couple. It was really awesome. Um, you know, it was kind of like our last little hurrah. Uh, so there, there was a time where like I wasn't really sure if I wanted kids, I, I didn't know when I wanted them. I was like a little bit afraid that it was going to change our lives. But there was definitely like, you know, a moment where we were on our trip and kind of just relaxing in Hawaii. And we just we looked at each other and we're like, you know, it's going to be really fun one day when we when we decide that, you know, we're ready to have kids. And we, we looked at that and we wanted that. So when we got back from our trip, um, we felt ready to take that next step and you know I was really feeling hopeful to becoming a mom so it was weird how all of a sudden that kind of switch just flipped off in my head and I was really excited at the thought of being pregnant and having a baby and so basically when we got back from our trip is when we decided that we would sort of start trying to have kids not necessarily like you know really like tracking everything but just we decided that we were ready for that basically um when we got back from our trip um you know i had been tracking my cycles on an app for a long time just because i wasn't on any form of birth control so you know for about four years i was off the pill and so i just was using an app to know you know when i was going to be getting my period and all that so it was kind of good because i had a pretty good idea of my cycle and you know my cycles were pretty regular so we just decided okay well you know let's just see what happens and so the first month we we didn't conceive actually and when I, I remember specifically when I got my period that we were both a little bit disappointed which I guess was kind of what told us that we you know we were ready that we were yeah. ready exactly like I didn't really expect to have that feeling but just the disappointment there and same thing with my husband we were definitely um, kind of excited at the thought and be like, okay, let's take this a little bit more serious. So the next month we paid like a little bit more attention to my cycle and, you know, just like my body and really being in tune with it. And, um, you know, we're actively trying. So the two week wait, we were like anxious, you know, it was a bit of a longer two weeks than usual. And then I decided to take a test about a day before my period would have been due because I was really impatient. And I just, before the first time, the first month, actually, I actually felt more like I could have been pregnant. I felt like, you know, like my breasts were really sore. I was tired. And then the second month, I was like, I don't know. I don't really 
not really sure, you know. So I did decide to take a test the day before, and um, I took it first thing in the morning when my husband was downstairs, and I kind of had this plan that if it was going to be positive, it was going to be, um, you know, our first wedding anniversary gift because we always do a card for it, and I was like, it's perfect. Like, if it tests positive, I'm going to give him that with the card. So in my mind, it was just like, okay, this is like, a great milestone a year later and it'd be such a great gift so the morning came i took the test went back to bed waited and then um like anxiously went back to the sink and turned it over and saw like two lines that were just like super clear there <laughs> i was like oh my no gosh there. yeah it was like and i don't even know how to describe that feeling because i've never encountered that before and so it was just like a really, really cool feeling that I'll never forget. I was just so happy, like, but also in disbelief. And just, I remember going back into the bed and being like, oh my gosh, like, I'm pregnant, you know? It's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so crazy. And I wanted to tell him so bad because he was downstairs and he was getting ready for work. And I was like, I can just go and, you know, yell at him, like, guess what? But I decided to be patient and like stick to my plan so I waited and after work I basically like I wrote out a card to him and I actually took another test later on that day just to be sure I took like the digital one that says like pregnant I was like okay (laughs) definitely pregnant so I put the two pregnancy tests in a little box and I gave him the card and he looked at me and he was like we don't do gifts like I'm I'm not opening that and I'm like no, no, like, it's just a little something, like, not really a gift, you know, and he's like, no, I don't want to open it, like, we're not doing gifts, and I'm like, you have to open it, just in your card first, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just, like, waiting for him, you know, like, I'm, like, trying not to look too suspicious, but he didn't even clue into any of it, you know, and so he opened up the card, and even at the at the very end of the card, I had a little line that said, like, you're going to be such a great dad, but he didn't react to it. So I'm like, is he just thinking, okay, well, he knows that, you know, we want to have kids eventually. So he's just thinking, like, oh, he's going to be a great dad one day, right? So even at that point, he still didn't clue him. And then he opens up the box and kind of, like, looks and he's like, oh, my God. And just, like, from bed, you know, we're, like, both like tearing up and just like so happy like it was just such a good moment that we shared and like we were going out for dinner that night and we were just talking about everything like every you know you just you jump so far ahead like thinking like okay what we would be due in april and you know like this is going to happen between then which room is going to be the nursery like it was just full like speed from there you know yeah yeah so that's oh. kind of, <laughs> you know, obviously, like, thinking back to that now, I'm like, it brings up, like, good and bad feelings, because it's like, I rem- I now remember, like, how excited I was, it, you know, it was obviously, like, such a, such a cool feeling. Yeah, and clearly you guys were ready and For excited. Sure. So when, when was this? Talk me through the timeline. Well, this would have been in early August, so our anniversary was actually, like, August 6th. Um, that was our first year wedding anniversary, so that just passed in August, and um, we weren't actually together that weekend because he had a bachelor party, so it was the following weekend after that. Okay. 
Okay. And then, then what happens? You know, so you find out you're pregnant, you get these positive tests, strong positives nonetheless. <laughs> and I saw that I actually took a third test on the Monday <laughs> because I was still like, I didn't know this is my first time. I'm like, is it possible that, you know, you get a false positive? So I took a third test and it still said I was pregnant. My sister has two kids actually. So she was kind of my go-to person. Um, but I actually wanted to surprise her because we work together. So I wanted to surprise her on Monday. Uh, so actually the first thing we did was we we were like, okay, how are we going to break the news to our parents? Because we wanted to tell our parents and our siblings. And that was where we were going to start. And so um, we had this whole plan. Uh, we took a picture with my dog with a Scrabble board saying, like, I'm going to be a big sister because we have a dog and we're obsessed with our dog. So it makes sense. Um, so my parents lived... Uh, like about eight hour drive away. So I actually got on the phone with them and I was like, I'm gonna send you something, like open up your email. So sent them that picture and they were just like over the moon, obviously. Next step, then we had his parents over for lunch and we broke the news to them and they were so happy. And so then I told my sister on Monday and so I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? And you know, she's obviously like so excited for us. She's like, okay, well, I'll book an appointment with your family doctor and we have the same family doctor. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I did that first. I went to see my family doctor. They did like, you know, a urine and a blood test confirmed that I would have been basically five weeks by then. Um, so I went and did that. And then the next step, I was basically trying to determine whether I wanted to do a midwife or a doctor. And ultimately I decided to go the midwife route because um, just heard really great things from some of my friends and so I did that and booked an appointment with them um, and I was to see them when I was eight weeks so I did that I had my first appointment with them you know typical they just asked you a bunch of questions and then ordered a little bit more blood work um, and he actually sent me uh, to go get a dating ultrasound so even though my cycles are pretty regular, uh, she was like, just because sometimes you have like a shorter cycle, she was like, it's just good to go get that dating ultrasound. Plus it's an opportunity to things okay. So I was pretty excited about that. Like never had an ultrasound before. And I'm like, this is great. Like we'll get to see, you know, I don't know what we're going to see at eight weeks. But so I took my husband with me and, um, super nervous. I had a very full bladder and all I could think about was like, I have to go to the bathroom so bad because I drank exactly what they told me to drink. And so I showed up there and uh, basically the tech was like, yeah, but like there's the little thing, you know, just a little blob. And then she's like, let's try and find the heartbeat. Heartbeat was good, 165. And so for me, kind of, it calmed my nerves a little bit because everything I read was that, you know, if you have an ultrasound and they can find a heartbeat, that that's a great sign to begin with. So for me, it was like, okay, well, you know, now my risk goes down a little bit from from miscarrying. And obviously it was kind of always on my mind because everything you read is, you know, you don't say anything for the first 12 weeks and that your chances of miscarrying are one in four, basically. So, but to me, after having that scan, like it definitely reassured me but um, I had another appointment with my midwife at, I would have been just uh, like basically just 12 weeks. Um, and so I went in for my midwife appointment and I brought my husband with me. 
we answered some of their like history, um, like family history questions and all that. And then she was like, okay, well, let's try and see if we can hear the heartbeat on the Doppler. So I lied down and just started moving it around and doing, you know, like, okay, I can't hear it here, moving it around more. She was like, I'm going to get you to go to the washroom and then come back. And so I went to the washroom, I came back and still nothing. So she tried it for about five minutes and she's like, you know what, this happens a lot. Like, it's really early. It could be so many different things. You know, I wouldn't stress about it. Like you had a, you had an ultrasound a couple weeks ago and, you know, your blood work is good and all that stuff. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, and then I went online after that and had so many people were like, oh yeah, no, that happened to me. And like, they couldn't find it. You know, they couldn't hear it until much later on. Like it's so early. I don't even know why they try that early on, but it's like something in your mind. Obviously you're like, okay, well, I don't know. I was obviously, well, you still want to hear it. Yeah. You want to hear it. And like, I was excited to hear it and it just would have put my mind at ease. And I actually, had said that if I if, if I hear the heartbeat today at this appointment, then I'm going to tell my boss at work because I was kind of waiting. I, I didn't know if I should say something. You know, there's obviously like your boss is like, okay, well, it changes their plan in terms of work and stuff. And I work in an ad agency. So it's like I have the type of job where, you know, you have to plan for, for a replacement and all that. So I was like, if I hear something today, then I'll probably share you know, the news with some of my other coworkers, I really only had told my sister that I work with and like one other girl that I work with that I'm really close with. And so that was kind of my plan. So I was like, okay, well, I didn't hear anything today, so I'm not gonna say anything yet. And so I had an ultrasound, um, like my 12 week genetic screening ultrasound was booked for the following Monday. So this would have been the Tuesday. So I had to wait like six days basically for this ultrasound and I'm like, uh, I don't really like that. Like, I'm oh, like, brutal. And it was Canadian Thanksgiving weekend too. So I'm like, you know, I just want to be able to like go into the weekend, have a little bit of peace of mind and all that. Um, so basically, yeah. So I called the ultrasound clinic and said, do you guys have anything sooner? Like I'll take anything. Like I'm like, I'll, I'll figure it out at work, you know? And they're like, okay, well the only slot that we have is, Thursday, 8.30 a.m. So this was on Tuesday. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Like, I start work at 9. It's right close to my work. Like, you know, I call my husband. I'm like, are you okay to make an arrangement at work? Let's just go and get this done. And I just want to make sure that everything's okay. And so he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll, we'll figure it out. And so we had to wait until thursday morning so we woke up and just did my regular routine getting ready for work it was like a really um it was like the first day kind of for us where it was fall weather and it was cold and and rainy and um i just had like a lot of anxiety that morning like i he kept on looking at me and was like are you okay and i'm like i'm just i'm just stressed like i don't know i just i'm uneasy you know and uh it's like this could either be like nothing and you know we get great news and we get a picture and we can go and tell all of our friends or it could be like the worst day and i was trying not to get to that place but i think just because of my appointment a couple days earlier like i just i don't know this is my first pregnancy i 
really don't know what to expect. Like for me, I was feeling pretty good, but both my sister and my mom had really easy pregnancies. And so I didn't have any morning sickness, but when I'd look at my stomach, like it was definitely growing. Like I'd show my mom pictures and she's like, no, it's definitely growing. Like, you know, and I had the signs of it, like I was exhausted and all that. So we showed up um, at the clinic. There was like nobody there for, um, we waited a little bit in the waiting room and then she asked me, um, okay, can you come in first and your husband will wait and then we'll grab him, which I don't know if I've never done this before. So I was like, I don't know our first ultrasound, we both just went in and it was very different experience. And so this time around, I was thinking, oh, maybe because it's like genetic screening, it's a different person, they have a different procedure. So I went in, I went onto the, onto the bed and she started feeling around and then she just said, okay, go to the washroom and grab your husband. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just doing what she's telling me. And basically um, he came back into the room and she was just standing there and I just looked at her like right away and I just knew something, something was wrong for sure. Um, and she just said, um, there's no easy way to tell you this, but there, there's no heartbeat. And for me, I just knew like those little words that I like I was just dreading, you know, because I had read so many, like, in the baby groups that I was in, you know, you, there's always, you start seeing them kind of drop off, being like, oh, I had a miscarriage, like, I'm leaving the group, you know. But for me, the fact that it was, like, a missed miscarriage, like, I didn't have any spotting, I didn't have any cramping, like, I had a gut feeling that something was wrong, like, I, I really did, like, looking back, but... I didn't know if it was like, am I being paranoid? Like, is this how people feel? You know, in the first 12 weeks, like I just, I don't know. But I think looking back, um, if I really listened to like my gut, I, I just knew. knew that something was wrong. Yeah, you knew. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's brutal. The, the missed miscarriage is so strange and really messes with your mind. It really does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like, it just, it throws you like this, I don't know, it, it, it's just the weirdest thing, because it's like, you know, even though, like I said, I had a gut feeling, I was still in just complete shock, like, I was in complete shock, and, you know, she basically, like, I just saw it in her face right away, and, you know, since then, I've, I've actually, like, I don't even know why I do it to myself, but I, like, replay her saying those words in my mind like I've replayed them over and over and over again I like almost I don't want to forget but it's like I don't know it's just the weirdest thing and so she just kind of said you know take your time do you guys have to be somewhere and I was like well we we're both planning on going to work and she's like well you're not going to work like you're gonna go home and you're gonna get a call from your midwife so we just pretty much like I was like grab my coat and just like get me out of here like I just want to go and we actually had separate cars because we were going to work and he was like are you sure like let's drive like I'll drive you and I was like no like I just I need to just like for some reason I just need to go into my car and just like process like process it in my mind I, I just was like I had a million things going through my head and just 
we had a short drive home. We're only really 10 minutes. And I was like, called my mom first in the car. And uh, I could just hear it in her voice. Like she was just, her heart just broke for me right there. Yeah. And she was just like, we're, and she's like, I'm on my way home. And like dad and I are packing up. We're going to pack up the car and we're going to come down to be with you. So I just hung up with her and then I called my sister at work and um, I just told her, obviously, I could hear her crying on the phone right away too. And just, I could just tell that both of them, you know, they were so excited for me and, um, you know, broke their heart too, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing you hurt. It's just yeah. awful. Like I, like I said, I work with my sister, so it's like every day, you know, you're, I'm kind of like sharing this pregnancy with her because, you know, she's been through it before, and so she was my go-to, and I was just like, yeah, this is what I'm feeling today, and like she just shared in that excitement with me, and so I told her that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to tell my boss, like, I didn't really want to talk to anybody really at that point, and so I just said, you know, he didn't even know I was pregnant, but obviously I wasn't going to be at work that day. Um, so I just asked her if she can go and tell him. And she basically was like, I had to get the other coworker of mine to tell my boss because she was like, I couldn't really, I, she's like, I couldn't get it out of, she was just a mess as well. So once we got home, then it was like, okay, like now I've processed, not processed it, but I've like realized, okay, this is, what's happening and then all of a sudden you're like okay what's next (laughs) like what happens next you know I was like I don't really even know because everything that I read about miscarriage is that you know basically it happens naturally and for me um, I didn't even know what happened so I waited for the call from my midwife and we basically were just you know both of us in bed together my husband and I and just I was a mess and he was just trying to be strong for me and then my midwife called and basically just you know told me the three options that I had because I was like what's gonna happen next and um, she told me that the ultrasound clinic had confirmed that the baby would have died about nine at nine weeks so probably just a couple days after my first ultrasound which was like for me I'm like I can't believe, you know, that means that the baby would have been dead inside me for about close four weeks because I was, like, coming up on 13 weeks at that point. And I'm just like, how? Like, how how did I not know? Like, I don't even know, you know? Like, I didn't have any signs of anything. And so it was just crazy. So my midwife was, like, just explained, you know, what would happen naturally if I, what were to happen if I were to take pills and then what would happen if I went in for a DNC. And for me, um, I just, obviously I didn't want to make a decision right away. She offered me to go to the women's clinic at our hospital, like uh, close by our house and just talk to somebody about my options. But I ended up talking to a coworker's wife that went through the same thing last year and I talked to a couple of different people and I ultimately I decided to go 
and for the DNC just because I was like how like my midwife said that it could happen, you know, in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, like she was like, you're just your body, you never know, right? Like if I just wait naturally and then with the pills, she said, um, sometimes it doesn't work, it could be painful, but she's, she was just giving me the pros and cons to each. And um, I just decided for me that the DNC was going to be the best option just to kind of be able to like piece my life back together faster and, you know, move on and not be scarred and having to wait and, you know, it consume my life for weeks and, you know, thinking like, is this going to happen while I'm at work or in the middle of the night? I just, I, I wasn't prepared for that. So I was lucky that like, I was basically able to go into the hospital the next day and they took me right away and I just had it done, um, I think around six p.m. at night, and I was home that same night. And what was that like for you? Did you have the general? Yeah, so I I was completely put under, um, and my mom and my husband were there with me. Um, and honestly, like, it just a lot of it just feels like a blur right now because it's like. I was just going through the motions really uh, i've been i've been like obviously crying for two days and just like just an emotional wreck basically like i never ever realized how um difficult that is and i have a lot of respect for women that go through this because i was just a mess and you know like i had doctors and nurses come to me and say like this isn't your fault and you know this is very common and you know, you're likely to go on and have a healthy pregnancy again. Just, um, I just remember being wheeled in. Um, it's pretty much like a 10 minute procedure is what they told me. And uh, basically I woke up in a different room recovering. And um, it was just, I remember waking up and just knowing exactly where I was and what happened and being like, I, like that's it like there's nothing there's nothing in me anymore which is just crazy that empty yeah yeah just completely empty and you know everything that I was feeling for the last couple months just and your thoughts just completely changed because you don't want to go to this place of thinking ahead and like you know like even now I have moments where I'm like I've should be finding out like what I'm having in the next week or so. And um, just realizing that like all those things that I was looking forward to are no longer. And I'm like, how am I ever, how am I ever gonna? Exactly what I remember feeling. Yeah, I think it cut out for a second. Oh, did it? Yeah, it did. Um, okay, so I'll cut that part out. Yeah. But uh, that feeling, that timeline is always this thing that messes with your mind of what could have been and, oh, this month should have this happened. So, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, my husband was obviously so sad and, he, you know, I could, I could tell that he was trying to be strong for me and I remember even there was a moment 
you know, within that week where I just looked at him and I'm like, I don't know how you could be so okay. And he's like, I'm not like, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to be strong for you. And if I do have a moment where I need to like be upset, I, he's like, I'm, I'm trying not to do it in front of you because I just assumed that he was like, you know, everything you read is that it's just different for a woman versus a man just because, you know, you build this kind of relationship and, and attachment from the moment that you see that, oh my gosh, you know, there's something that I'm responsible for that, you know, I'm caring for. Like, I really, I didn't know that I had it in me to be so um, just like maternal. Maternal, yeah. yeah. Like everything I did, I mean, like I, I wrote a post about it and just, you know, even to the extent of like, I had a playlist that I was playing that I had just envisioned that, you know, I'd play it throughout my pregnancy and when the baby was born, I'd play the whole same songs and just like, had pictured that it would be like soothing, you know, and yeah, it's just like you check your app every day on what's changing and it, it's just, it's not just losing, you know, a baby, which is obviously heartbreaking as it is, but just losing all of that that you, that you're just so excited for. And I, I think it's different, obviously, you know, my husband didn't, didn't have those same, like he was excited and he was thinking for, for the future, but it wasn't, you know, on his mind constantly. Like for me, it was like, it was on my mind constantly, like everything I did, you know, like, and I don't know what more, obviously I, I never really went to a place that this is my fault, even though it's hard not to, because you think like your body kind of failed you. And I'm just somebody who I work so hard to healthy and, and all that and but I just I kind of tried not to go to that place just because I was like really like what more could I have done you know right I, I cared for this baby so much and and I know that I was like doing every the best that I could so I tried not to go to that place just because I I like I don't know there's if I could go back I, I wouldn't have changed anything that I did you know like I wasn't yeah. very I wasn't doing any of that so yeah that baby was so loved for the time that you carried it yeah and I mean I guess what's kind of helped us is just we're like people think it's weird when we say this not weird but we're just like trying to see it as like we're so humbled by by this whole experience because before before the miscarriage like you know, we've been together five years and like we haven't gone through any difficulties. Like no one close to us has died. And we, we've even said it before. We're like, we really haven't been tested. Like we haven't gone through any kind of hardship. Even conceiving for us was, you know, pretty easy. And we have friends that it's, that's not the case. And we were saying how grateful and how lucky we were. But, you know, after this happened, we kind of, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, it's kind of humbling because, you know, a lot has to happen in order for a healthy baby to be born into the world. And, and it really is a miracle. And, um, you know, I think we kind of just took that for granted. Like, um, you know, I don't want to say take it for granted, but I just think like we didn't really realize um, like what a blessing it is. And, and going through this experience, I think like will definitely make us better parents for sure like we will have we will just 
you know, have so much more appreciation the day that we get to really like hold our baby and, and just know that, you know, it wasn't so easy getting there, but, but that'll be, it'll be worth it. Yeah. I love that you're already thinking that. So definitely hold on to that perspective because in the middle of the night, when your little one is crying and most people would be going crazy, I know I find myself, I'm like, you know, I'm so freaking yeah. happy you're here. I'm going to take a deep breath and it's okay. Exactly. And I mean, like, even yeah. I have these thoughts of like, you know, when I get to the privilege to be pregnant again, I'm going to take the good, the bad, the ugly. Like it's, it, you know, like I think it, it's like, it's just going to make me realize that it is a gift. And, you know, even in the moments where I'll be uncomfortable and in pain, I'm going to remember like that I'll take any kind of physical pain over the emotional pain yeah. that I had to go through. And, and, you know, like, I, I know that as time goes on, it, it obviously, you can get through the days better and, you know, I can go through days without crying, but I know that I will still always remember how I felt. And I think that's why I wanted to write about it when it was like in its most raw moment when it had just happened to me, because as much as it's okay to move on and, and, you know, like life goes on and you can be happy again and, and I've had really good days but I'm like I don't want to forget how I felt because it just kind of puts everything into perspective for me and and I find it very healing like going back and, and reading about it and that was a, a big part of, of just like me getting it on paper was healing and I read so many other people's stories that I found healing so I, I, I still don't want to forget how I felt. Like I said, I, I think it really just puts things into perspective. Yeah. I mean, I can hear it in your voice, obviously. It's still hard and it's raw and it's difficult, but I just think it's so beautiful that you've taken the time to get your story down because it, it is worth it and it does keep those lessons for you. Sure. What has helped you the most, would you say? Writing out, writing everything out. Yeah, I would say like writing it just, you know, it's so funny because I, I never pictured myself being somebody that would even open up about it. Like I did, we didn't even really intend on doing any kind of like, you know, Facebook announcement or any of that. Like we were obviously going to announce to our friends and family and all that, but um, I, I found it actually surprising that I would even write about it and be, and be so open about it. I thought I would be more um, keeping it like suppressed and, and just to myself. But I think I realized that it's something that happens to so many people. And the first thing I did was going, going, you know, listening to podcasts and reading different people's stories that I'm like, I'm finding, you know, this peace and healing and seeing that I'm not alone. And I'm like, I want to share in that. And, and, you know, hopefully more people can come to that and open up about it because it is still kind of taboo you know there's still a lot of people that haven't said anything to me because they don't know what to say it's awkward you know like it's like there and there was never a baby so it's like you know what you say right yeah. and it's like it's different than obviously when you're grieving a, a parent or you know somebody who's been alive it's like well yeah the natural thing is to say you know i'm really sorry for your loss but I think when it comes to miscarriage, just 
people are still very um, awkward about it. They don't know what the right thing to say is. And I've gotten all kinds of, you know, you get the typical comments from people and sometimes people try yes. to say, <laughs> you know, and huh? for a reason and, and there was going to be something wrong with the baby and, you know, it's your way of taking care of it and, you know, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I don't fault anybody because I don't really think I realized, um, like, how, like, I always when we had friends that it's happened to, like you just, your heart breaks for them. It really, mine did anyways. Like I was like, oh, I can't even imagine, you know, but until it happens to you, you really don't realize how horrible it is. And, and you go through these like, you know, not just like there's the physical, the emotional, but then there's also like your hormones are all out of whack. And, you know, I didn't feel like myself, like I didn't, I'm only now really like, you know, a little over a month, I'm, I'm slowly like, okay, like things are, I'm feeling like myself again, but I mean, it takes a long time. It really does. And something yeah, it does. It's kind of a cruel joke. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just another like healing thing for me has been like, I automatic, I right away, I went out and got um, like a piece of jewelry, a necklace that had like an April birthstone and like a little heart with wings and um I wear it all the time and it just helps me like know that it was real and it happened and you know that that was my baby you know and I just anytime I like have this moment I kind of just grab it and touch it and and it for me it, I found peace in that I love that I love that you did that yeah because I think it's like I don't know, I, I guess right away when I thought, I do want to talk about it because if I don't talk about it, then it makes it seem like it never happened. Like I was never pregnant, there was never a baby. And it just seems weird to me. It almost, it just seems like I'm doing like a, I don't know, like- Disservice, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I don't I don't want it to be like that. Like, why should it be like that? Why, why should people suffer, you know, alone in silence and, and you know, that to them, to me, I'm like, that was my baby. And so I just think being open about it has helped to, to realize that, okay, this, this was real. And, you know, like, like I said, it, it, it does get easier, um, you know, to, to, to have good days and, you know, not be on my mind constantly, but, but, you know, it, it takes time and, and everybody, grieves differently. So for me, that's, that's just been something that that's helped me. That's really good. And you're hitting on a really important thing that this topic of miscarriage is still kind of taken as taboo and not really talked about. And I really, really appreciate how you recognize what was helping you listening to people's stories, reading people's stories, and then accepted our invitation to be on the podcast. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me.